Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yep, no, World Cup week has arrived, Izzy. I'm so excited. The Rugby League World Cup kicks off this weekend, and Mel Meninga, he's got one thing right. It is the most competitive tournament we have had in a long time, probably ever. For me, I've never seen it so stacked. The Kiwis are focused on recapturing that moment from 2008 when they were crowned world champions. How good. But it's a wide-open tournament with support for the Pacific Nations at an all-time high. A little bit of weight. He's going to charge oh, Powerful run for Palestina. He smashed them out of the way. He's still going. Oh, he's like one of those. Uh, what? Tanks that that General Patton used to call. It's a great Here he comes. Oh yeah! Can you can you imagine having to try and tackle that? You recognise no. you recognise those highlights from a mile away, Fecker. My mate is a proud Kiwi and Samoan living up in the United Kingdom. He played in the glory days with the Warriors before heading up to the Super League to have a very successful career, as you heard with Wigan and Hull just then in the commentary. What well, he's a tunk from General Putton, they called him. He's on the line with us now. Morning, Fix. How's things, brother? Morning, brothers. All good, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, mate, mate. How you, how you going, Fix? You loving it up there? You're, now, you're, you're, uh, you're up there full-time now. You don't look like coming home, do you? <laughs> no, almost 17 years now, bro. Married, so I'm stuck here. And uh, two beautiful kids, so um, this is home for now, bro. Mate, Fix, appreciate you coming on. Is he here, mate? Thanks so much. Uh, mate, what's life like up in the UK for yourself? I just got vivid memories of you running around in the headgear for the Warriors, as destructive as anything, mate. But the UK, how's life? What's it like up there? Life, life's good, life's good. So I've, always, I've been here almost 17 years now, so uh, I was obviously I was supposed to come here for three years, and then obviously <laughs> met my wife and uh, married, had kids, and yeah, like I said, this is life. But um, I'm currently, um, I was very lucky, uh, to be honest, when I finished um, up at Hull FC, I was offered a job as the player welfare manager, sort of slash team manager role. 
um, while I was playing. So the transition was very easy. So I did it the year I was retiring. So I had a year sort of doing the role. And so when I actually retired from playing rugby, I've gone into the into the role full time. So I'm currently with Hull at the moment. Um, yeah, doing that role and enjoying it. And I think as long as I'm think well, I'm contributing to the group and and being helpful as much as I can, then um, yeah, then I'll still be here. Yeah, nice fix. Hey, mate, you've had a, a, a massive career. Obviously, uh, down here with the Warriors, went up there, played some good football with Wigan and Hull, and a number of uh, Polynesian boys now sprinkled through the competition. What, uh, what has been your most memorable moment up there with uh, either Wigan or Hull? Um, I'd probably say Wigan was 2010 when we won the grand final. Um, that was a special moment for me. Obviously, I had Thomas Lulawai, uh, George Carmont, um, just to name a few of the brothers from back home. Um, that, that was massive. I'm uh, winning the 2010 World Cup, uh, sorry, the um, grand final uh, at Old Trafford as well. So that's very memorable. Um, although I didn't play in it, but um, Hull FC making the uh, Challenge Cup in the 2016, I wasn't selected to play, but um, them uh, winning the Challenge Cup, going back-to-back in 2017, um, Hull FC is a highlight as well um, for my career over here. But uh, uh, yeah, they, they, those were two very um, great memories of mine in, in the Super League. Fix, what what makes the the UK transition such a desirable one for for the Polynesian boys when they head to the UK? Like, um, what what entices them to head up there, and why do you all of a sudden like you, I think of the UK, cold, no sunlight, you know, total opposite to the islands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it, bro. That's like, I think I've just got used to it uh, being over here. Um, I think it's just um, I come over early, so. I was a bit of a, sort of had to grow up real quick. Um, I come in when I was 22. Um, I was very lucky because I also had Jeremy Celsius who was already here at Wigan. So he looked after me for a bit. Um, and I, I just think it's just, you get to live a bit more freely over here, uh, sort of away from the family. Uh, you know, you get the odd calls and that when they when they need something and you can either answer the call or just wait for the message to get through and then see if it's a, a good call or not. Um, most of the calls are, um, yeah, just to, to see how we are. But I think that's, that, that's it. I think um, you're able to travel around. The, you know, Europe's on your doorstep. You know, you've got cheap flights and you can travel the world. And, and just, yeah, I think it's just those things, you know, when you're back at school, like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're talking about other places all over the world. And, and like I say, you, it's on your doorstep here in England and you get to do a bit of travelling. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to do a bit of travelling and through rugby, um, and it's, like I said, it's the career that's given me the opportunity to be on the side of the world. No, I never thought I'd be in England and to leave Papatoi and, and end up here. But um, you know, that's uh, the, the rugby's taken me, and I've, I've loved it and enjoyed it a little bit. Let's go back. Let's go back a bit, fix. Let's go back to that start of the journey. You remember the mornings used to come in and night to put you through your yep. paces, mate. <laughs> tell us, a, tell us a little bit about the start in the in the early days uh, at, that you had at the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, well, what I made, well, I remember from my debut because obviously I was at the the night squad with Gary Kimball and Trevor Clark, so we trained in the evenings. Um, sort of, uh, there was a few of us, and then, then um, I think Daniel Anderson come and watch one of our games, and he said, "Look, we want you to come down and train with the first team." So um, yeah, he invited me to come training, and I didn't know I was going to make my debut that week against uh, Northern Eagles, but he said, "I just want you to offload the ball, and pretend you're." Um, 
Adam Muir. So I was like, all right, then. So I was just offloading the ball, just offloading, just throwing the ball. <laughs> and then the boys were just, I think at the beginning, the boys were taking it all right. And then obviously they started, like, the tackles were getting harder and harder. I was thinking, oh, jeez. Um, and then, yeah, and they told me after that training session that um, I was making my debut that week um, for the Warriors. But I think just my journey from there, um, the early days, we, oh, man, it was just tough. Training was tough. Um, Attracted off, you know, the athletes that you saw on TV, and you're getting to, you know, train and play alongside them was was awesome. But um, yeah, everything we did was everything was a competition. Um, Training was hard. Training was was hard. The easiest part to, was was actually playing the game. Training was <laughs> was, was brutal uh, back then, and um, I think the success behind it was nobody wanted to let anyone down. I mean, some of the runnings that you made us do, Kempi, was ah. Oh. <laughs> Give us a carrot, which I'll give us a carrot, give us a carrot, or something, you know, just to summon the trains. But you, you got through it, and that's the thing with rugby. We, everyone, we all went through it. So, um, yeah, it was some tough days, but um, that's what made all of us in, in our careers. Was was those tough days the sand dunes? I've heard a lot about these sand dunes uh, or, or the sand pit, the sand pit kind of trainings that Kempi and Ando would make you do. Absolutely. Well, the sand dunes, uh, the sand dunes were terrible. Um, up at Bethel's there, you really, I mean, the hills, it was just, it was, just, it was straight. And uh, people used to get annoyed because I used to run and people would make tracks with their footprints, but I, because I'm tired and me and Big Mark Tick would just run and just step at everybody's footprints and just wreck it all. Um, but yeah, so, oh, like I say, it's painful memories, but you look back and it just, it made you a better person, but you just think, far out. Am I going to get through these sessions? So I used to think, far out. How they come up with these sessions? These guys are crazy. Um, but it, it, mate, it, it's like I said, it, it's what made us and the competitiveness yeah. um, amongst the group was was awesome. Um, the sandpit, uh, we I love the sandpit myself because <laughs> all the forwards did anyway because we knew all right, this is where we can get the backs back. We knew, we knew the backs would <laughs> handle us in the sandpit, so we 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 take it out of them. And obviously, we're, we're running the run past us like, oh, hurry up or you're slow and all that. But yes, the, the sandpit was our domain, so. Oh, the, the, the backs that will take the mickey out of us uh, on the pitch. But, um, yeah, the sandpit was like, it was the forwards domain. So we, we sort of dominated that oh. area. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Good, good stories coming out. Hey, find a way, Fekka. Find a way to get up those dunes, mate. Stand in those footprints. Obviously, less friction um, dealing with that. Hey, just, just on that, on the 01 into the 05 era, that was probably the golden era for the New Zealand Warriors an area that really stands out for Warriors fans. If there's one shining light or, or something you could point it to that made those years successful and and what they were, what what was it? What was it for those those years? I'd say the culture of the group. Um, we had some old-school, tough Aussie blokes. We had some young King Pacific Islanders. We had Kempi. We had Daniel Anderson. So after Kempi, he would represent us Kiwi boys. And then obviously Daniel had the, the Aussie boys, but I just think we just we just all gelled together and like I said, that competitiveness and training, like boys, you know, take the mickey out of each other in training and you're like, all right, I'll get you back. It was it was that sort of competitiveness and, and no one wanted to let anyone down. Um, and like I said, we had some, we had, we had Kevin Campion, for example, like he was grumpy all the time, but he, he was a tough <laughs> dude. Dude, I respect and love it. And he brought that sort of, um, respect us and we, we lose a game we'll play in Australia we'll lose a game we'll go back to the hotel and we'll be like we'll be playing cards and eating some junk food and kid, uh, 
sorry, and then Kevin Campion will come around the corner like, oh, hide the cards, hide the food, or, you know, stuff like that. And we're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, just roll up. I'm like, yeah, we've just effed and lost. Get to your rooms, stuff like that. So uh, it was just that balance as well. We're willing to do it and we're not to. And he brought that winning heap, one of the, you know, that tough mentality from Brisbane Broncos. So, yeah. like I said, just the, the culture of the group and, the, and that 01 to 05 was, oh, man, it was awesome. And it was great to be a part of. Hey, Fe- hey, Fex, obviously we also want to talk hey. a little bit about the World Cup. You've got, you know, some some brothers up there, some very good teams in Samoa and Tonga along with our Kiwi mm-hmm. side. Mate, excited about yeah. that. What 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 are, you lo- what are you liking about the World Cup and where do you see the teams coming at their back end of the competition to win it? Oh, man, I mean, that's what I mean. You look, you look at the Kiwis, obviously Australia, but you, you, you're Tonga, Samoa, um, mate, then... It's going to be tough. It's a tough comp, but I, I, I still favour New Zealand, man. I, I just think it's that forward pack they've got, that headache that you know Michael Maguire's going to have to, to pick that front row pack, especially because some, someone's going to miss out. Um, but it's a good headache to have, but I, I just can't see anyone stopping the Kiwis, man. No. That's my team. I'm going to go for it. I think the Kiwis are going to, are going to win this World Cup. Yeah. Hey, Fix, um, thanks a lot for joining us on SENZ this morning. Uh, been great talking to you and going down memory lane, hearing some of those oh, stories, mate, making me memory laugh. Memory lane. Mate, so just before we go, what are you saying? Kiwis by how much? Oh, Kiwis by 20 in the final. Um, I don't know who will play in the final, but Kiwis will be there and they're going to win it. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, brother. Hey, go well, Fix. We'll talk to you soon. Sweet, bro. Take care. Thanks for having me on the show, boys. Take care. There we, Thanks, ha- there we have it, Fikapelli Asina. The mate, there was, a- and that's it, Kempi. Accountability in the squad. Mate, Champion, I just laying had, it down. I just had a smile on my face the whole time he was talking, just going back over those memories um, that he was saying. And it, it, it did see he nailed it. He nailed them. Mm. He nailed the individuals, the personalities, and the exact um, the exact reason why we were successful back then, mate. So mate, he was great. Outstanding. The sand pit, our domain. Backs, <laughs> you run the game. But at trainings, you come in here, you can't dodge us. And the sand <laughs> the sand dunes, such good memories. Ah, oh, Fekka, that was awesome. Palacena, what a name, that headgear right. Is he flying up the guts of the field, fearless, running it straight, puts the meaning in the phrase, doesn't it? Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.